Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, be germ-free with UV. Learn about the story behind one of the greatest bands of all time, at least according to Drew, and a way to become more productive. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast, the podcast, where we go out and find cool projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, and joining me is a man who's well-rested, ready to go out on a journey to bring home the bread for his family and stuff <laughs> on there, and plus get to play at the same time, the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing? How you doing? It's going to be a lot of bread winning, a lot of bread winning going on here, but I am well-rested and ready to win some bread after this show and <laughs> next tomorrow show. I, I love it, because people don't realize how much you actually do. <laughs> like, because... Because I always, because there's the, first of all, you teach, you know, a good chunk of the year. And then yes. everybody's like, don't teach us just going to hibernation for the <laughs> like three months you have off in summer. No, you can't Drew, survive that way. Drew doesn't do that. He He's like, no, I'm out there. I'm doing things. And, you know, you'll be traveling around the U.S. starting yep. this week or next week. Yeah, this no, week. this week, this starting, starting two days. And then, you, you know, you can be like Jack Kerouac and writing notes and. <laughs> videos of your little, life on the road right it's, it's, little prose and little pieces <laughs> yeah, of poetry i'll do that you bet. Yeah, that's how it's gonna work um so first of all if you first time seeing the show first of all welcome welcome to our 71st episode you don't have to watch the previous 70 episodes to know what's going on because we really just go find cool projects and let you know about them we'll hold your um, hand yeah so before we jump into our projects today I wanted to uh, go into some news, and this one has been one of the most requested things. People have asked us many a time, and I have not been able to give them an answer until now, is um, how do you get noticed by Kickstarter? Cause by, see, oh, by Kickstarter yes, themselves, right? Yes, because Kickstarter sends out their like daily newsletter that has projects they feature on it. They also have staff picks that they put on the front page. They tweet out projects, too, and people are always asking what how how do i get you know noticed by them for them to give me a shout out because of course if it's coming from kickstarter source you're getting tons of eyeballs and you have right. a higher chance of funding on there and they actually put up a post on how to get featured on kickstarter and this is really interesting um cool. on their ads pretty much the whole team so everybody who works at kickstarter um has really a say on what gets featured, you know, they they literally are asking their staff members to find things that they personally would like. Um, nice on their and they they and the their one answer is build a wonderful, exceptional project. You know, that's all you have to do a well rounded project. And you've heard the tips that we've been give, we give out on how to make a good project and stuff. And they they just rehash that really like. They say most of this is about having a great idea, a great talent, right. or something really unique to show people. But no matter what you're working on, there are loads of things you can do to make sure your project page is polished, attractive, well-built, and shareable. On this, and let, let, makes let, sense. Yeah, right? let, let, let's see if this sounds like, um, you know, things we've said before. Um, first of all, pick a good project image. Yes, image is everything, right? Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. a few times. This, this one's interesting, and... Um, I didn't think this would be, but don't cover your images with banner stamps, no staff pick splashes, no stretch goal badges, no final day badges. Wait, so you would actually put like a staff pick and then send it to it? Like, um, fake it? I, I don't know. Some people try to do that. Um, and, oh, that's horrible. You know, I didn't even think about this. I used to think this was a good idea. 
but now thinking about it, yeah, it's a pretty bad idea because people kind of get outrageous with the, some of the stuff that they, they put on their cover page. Right, um, right. On their, I mean, because you look at these two images that they have side by side, and you can see uh, the the difference between it. Like you barely can see the words right. in there. Um, right, clean, clean versus not. Yeah, this is a great one too. Write a gl- great blurb. So if you're on Kickstarter, you look at the pages. There's always like a one line blurb right under the image or slash video that they have there, um, and they say keep that clear and simple. You don't need a lot of hype. Just let people know what you're making. I'm always a fan of that, and this is check it's free of typos too. <laughs> yeah, be concise, be quick yeah. for sure. Um, and kind of going with the concise and quick, be respectful of people's time. Make sure you start your project page out with a quick, clear statement of what you're doing, and don't make people hunt for it. This is uh, I, I know personally because I do look at a lot of projects. This is a turnoff. If I'm looking at it and it's like 20 minute, you know, two paragraphs in, I have no idea what they're doing. I'm just going right. on to the next one. If yep, I even get to that is... second paragraph. Gracious, as I say, two paragraphs is gracious. Yeah, there are times that I'll read the the blurb, like their little log line, and and read that and go, "What what are they trying to do?" And then I'll go maybe one more paragraph to see if I can figure it out. But yeah, two is you yeah. gotta you gotta be concise and hit it fast. Yeah, um, and uh, the another one is use high quality media. Like this is from the Gramavox, the float the vertical turntable. It's an animated oh, gif right. of it actually spinning. GIF, GIF, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, we know what it's supposed to be, but we also know what it feels yeah, right. On there. So, I mean, that that draws my eyes, especially when you're on social media now, especially these days when Facebook, Twitter, all of them are kind of promoting these. I mean, let's be honest. GIFs have been it. around since the early days of the internet, but they've been hitting popular popularity. Yes, they have actually. They've been a lot, like they've come into their own again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, on there, and the next one is show your rewards. If you have finished or near finished examples of what you're making, even if it's previous or similar works, get photos of them. I, you know, that's always good because sometimes when you see things like that, nah, maybe a little too good to be true. But if you have a picture of it, it's always great. Right. Um, the next I, one, name prototypes and other things, and we've talked about that too. Good rich media, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one, it, the last two are remember your audience. Kickstarter's all ages website, so it helps. If your main images and text aren't too vulgar or risque, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our community is largely English speaking, so if you're using languages, include translations. Because I've seen, especially now since the German projects have showed up, um, I, I like I'll see a German project. I'm like, that looks cool, but the two German words, like the well, the three German words I know are nine Guten Tag and Bratwurst. <laughs> so that's all you need. <laughs> On there, and then I love this last one. Just because they don't, they don't want people to bug them, don't spam. Whatever you, whether you're doing it via email or social networks, it's against our community guidelines and just plain annoying. Don't send unsolicited messages to people you don't know. It should be it should go without saying, but includes Kickstarter employees. So maybe yeah, they're getting a ton of people mentioning them about that on there. Right, but, right. You're getting you know, bugged. But, you know, it, it's kind of just the basics that we've always preached on how to make a good project. If you make a good project, it will get noticed by them. On their, um, I, I always figured it was just who you know. Find something that works at Kickstarter and slip it in there and be like, I'm launching. If you could just pick this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that probably helps, too, if you know somebody. That's there. easy. You know, know somebody. Um, on there. So that, that's, that's always an interesting thing to talk about. And we also like to talk about new crowdfunding platforms, right? 
on here. So this is actually an interesting one. And this actually kind of bleeds a little bit into your little big casts, Drew. Uh-huh. Sony yep, yep. actually has launched a crowdfunding platform. But here's a caveat. It is only say, I... for Sony employees. <laughs> strange, strange, but it makes sense in a way. Yeah. Um, right? It, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's called First Flight. And I, I think this is kind of their version of Google's 20% project where they want their employees to be working on something different. So they've created this platform called First Flight where their employees can put up things that they've put together and um, you know, crowdfund it on their end. The other caveat is that it's only in Japan, so I can't read anything on their website right now. Mm. <laughs> their, mm. um, the only thing I know is on The Verge, they've mentioned that there's two things. There's a mesh smart DIY kit and the FES e-ink watch, um, and they're working to get all of it together. Um, they have kind of the standard things that you would find on a crowdfunding page, um, pictures of product, videos, you know, um, and way you can pre-order them and get that. So um, I don't know. What What do you think, Drew? Is this a good way for Sony to kind of jump into the crowdfunding market without just accepting anything or, you know, well, just kind of I... keeping it in their own market? And yeah, I think, I think that's what they're stuff? doing. And and for me, that seems to make a lot of sense as a as a company of Sony, and they do have. I mean, I focus really closely on the PlayStation aspect of it because that's where, well, that's what I enjoy. But you think about it, this is a great way for them to vet some ideas from everyone in the company that they can, employees can dream up and and be this have this innovative time, and they can still keep it in house. And so they're kind of taking. I don't know. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like to me that they're jumping on the crowdfunding bandwagon as much as they're saying, "Here's here's something that's work that's working, right? Here's here's a, some infrastructure that's kind of built up. People understand the concept and it's working. Let's use this to prove some concepts and just vet some ideas." Which to me makes a whole lot more sense than say, you know, Johnny, the guy that's fixing TVs for ten years, says, "Oh, I got a great idea," and he tries after ten years to give it to his boss, who then maybe put, puts it up the ladder to his boss. Right? This is an a very much more organic way, I think, of, of saying, "Let's let's you guys come up with the ideas, and we'll we'll vet them out to the public and see what hits." I think I think it's a, a great idea for them, and I hope to see more more companies kind of offering this opportunity to their employees. I like this a lot. Imagine what would happen if they like offered the Morpheus as one of the projects on there, right? right? Like if if you know you you get this story that the Morpheus wasn't really on their radar. But it was just, you know, a group of employees saying in their free time putting this together and then they threw it up on there. I wonder how big that would have already blown up and been like a win in even in terms of PR for Sony. Right, right away. Yeah, if it, if it came from, from down under. But as it is, I imagine that somebody probably had this idea for Morpheus far, far long ago and it just took this extra long time to actually get it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll see a lot of those, you know, those side projects because Morpheus probably did start as a side project and probably mm-hmm. move controllers um, <laughs> on there, and maybe we'll see a lot of you know more more peripherals coming from Sony that are unconventional. <laughs> we we right. could say and seeing right. it in them kind of testing it out and seeing how it works from there. Um, all right, so this um, third news item is kind of interesting. We live in a world where manufacturing is globalized now, that you literally could just go to a factory in China and they could design something for you and you could push it out as a real product, right? Right, easy Uh, enough. So what we're seeing now is that this is kind of bleeding a little bit into the crowdfunding world where um, 
my lower thirds aren't working properly. Um, where you fight, are, fight. where where people are actually going to like websites such as Alibaba and stuff, contacting these Chinese manufacturers and then bringing it over as a Kickstarter project um, on there. But the thing with Alibaba is that they don't, you know, usually they don't sign exclusive exclusivity contracts or stuff. You can just buy it straight from them on there. Right, and right. So. Crowd, crowdfunding Insider actually has this article about this, um, what would you call it, a gravity board on there? Yeah. Where, oh, yeah. Where it's kind of interesting where you stand on it and you can lean forward and backwards, kind of like a... It's a Segway without yeah, a handle. Yeah, kind of like that. But what they did was they actually looked on Alibaba and you can get a similar device, um, which is the top one, this red and black one, straight from the manufacturer for cheaper what than what the Indiegogo is asking for them um, on there. And it's an already existing product. And, you know, it's already good to go <laughs> on there. So, so you, you could get so this today versus waiting until their timeline is. And, you know, they when asked about this, the um, website that actually – or the project creators say, well, we're changing kind of some of the covers on it, the paint – and you know it's a matte finish, okay, and stuff like that. Oh, and that was after they were asked, or yeah. was that like after they were asked? Out? And mm-hmm. um, there's actually they were kind of nasty about it because the guy who found it um, wrote that wrote a comment on their page asking him about it, and then this is the response: um, Hi, pa- um, Paolo, we saw your comment. We changed the outer shell to a matte finished and added a carbon fiber shell as well. If you have negative comments, what are you trying to achieve? Are you simply trying to hurt our campaign? If so, for what reason? Are we commenting negative things on yours? We respectfully ask you to keep your (laughs) negative comments to yourself and good luck with your campaign. It looks awesome. And then he deleted his, they deleted the comment and stuff. Oh. And, (laughs) and, and the guy, so the guy, he responded, the reason why I posted on your page is that I immediately recognized a product I had personally had a chance to try when I was in Shenzhen and in Hong Kong. That fact alone would not be an issue, but I was curious to see if you improve the product somehow. And I must say that the final claim at the end of the video sounds pretty disturbing. It sounds like you're actually in development phase <laughs> and that the product is an original design, which clearly isn't true on there. So, so yeah, he's calling him out and basically saying, yeah. you're saying this is yours and, and it's obviously not. I mean, because you've been to CES and you go into those like the international market areas on there you see tons of like unlabeled headphones and yep. devices yep. And dr- drones have been huge as of late now yep. um and you know how do you feel about this if people are just buying them straight from china with not really doing their own r&d and then just almost reselling them on indiegogo i guess it's 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 almost a i would say a, a, a what do you call that um Oh, I can't even think of the word now. When you have like a trampoline or a pool, like a uh, nuisance, attractive nuisance, right? The, the idea that somebody is eventually it was going to happen at some point mm-hmm. that somebody was going to try and do this eBay style something with, with uh, you know, something they already get their hands on. I bet this isn't the only one. Obviously, it's, it's not. But I, I think transparency, and that's what you and I always come back to, transparency is kind of the key. Had these guys up front said, we want to buy a whole bunch of these that exist and make them better with carbon fiber and new paints and our markings help us launch our business here with that product there. You know, that's one thing. I think people could get behind that and be like, all right, that sounds good. I'll, I'll you know, support that idea. 
but it sounds like especially with the response and other things that they really are saying we don't want we'll, you to know where we got these from we're gonna really. buy them <laughs> yeah you know? yeah on there and so like I, I i would that's again i think part of due diligence on there especially if you're getting a lot of what i consider hot items so right. like those drones um you know even some of the bicycles like i have you seen how many bicycles right. are out there right i would go check like aliexpress alibaba you don't need an account you can just go search for bicycle and see if you can find a similar model or not and kind of determine if they're you know using that as their base thing or if they're straight out reselling it on there right um, right i think that's i think i think that's probably what it is a good warning to everybody just if it's if it looks familiar or if you think it could exist already it probably does yep all right, so let's go into our projects on there. And Drew, I know you love to do a lot of cooking. I do. And, I love cooking. And then you, you, you probably you cover the whole gamut, right? You go, you make your soups, you're making meats, you have vegetables, you have everything. Yeah. On there. Yeah. I spent uh, I spent a day yesterday uh, last week with uh, Weggs, Glenn, my our uh, mascot for the LBK show. We spent a whole day cutting. We learned how to cut with a knife properly, and it was awesome. Oh, chop, it, chop, chop! Isn't that amazing? Like you get a perfectly balanced knife and then you're using your middle finger kind of to have an edge and then your, your ring yep. finger to control it it's it I, was so good. like it totally changed the way i chop things because i used to hate chopping things and, and like once you learn it's like fun because you're like just slice, slice, slice. Yep. Cruise, yep, that's cruising what... through it. but so one of the biggest problems is cleanup right you know oh, i hate cleanup because you don't want to mix your vegetables and your red meats together because that's how you get sick on there so <laughs> right right um but then you know you're using bleach you're using who knows what's in that spray bottle that you're spraying on there to clean it um, up. And so one of the things is you see this, uh, and I know I, I, as working in the lab, we would use this. We would use UV light to kind of kill off the bacteria and things after you've wiped everything down. Like, I, you know, I still you want to wipe things down. So our first project of the night is actually called the UV on there. And it is actually a auto, autonomous robot that actually will go along the surfaces of your um, whatever your, your cooking surface area and spread a UV light across it um, automatically. And it's kind of like a Roomba, but unlike, uh, like a, a, yeah, unlike a Roomba, though. Wow, it, um, microscopic Roomba. Yeah, uh, un unlike a Roomba, it actually starts tracking and knows where the edge of your counter is, knows where obstacles are, and it starts optimizing its route so as the more you run it, the more efficient it actually gets on its battery charge, and it will just go over the areas as many times as possible to give you an efficient way of kind of killing your surfaces on there and killing the bacteria on there. So I, I, I think hmm. this is great. Um, and then when it's done, it goes back to its charging base and starts charging um, on there. And it has about a two-hour runtime. takes about three hours to charge, and it also has this fall fallback mode where... If you're um, less than ten percent, it goes back to the base to charge automatically, and it's unlikely going to happen. Because I mean, two hour runtime. Do you even have a surface where it would take two hours for this thing to go over? <laughs> um, right, right, right. Wow. On there, and so like I, you know, I, I'm, I'm all. And what's great about it is it has a you know, you press one button, it goes. That's it. Like you don't have to worry about anything else. Uh, after that, it's all automatic and it runs on its own thing. Um, I don't know, Drew. Does this sound like something that may help you when you're kind of working on things? Yeah, I mean, if I, I'm constantly 
uh, cleaning up. And anytime I cook meat or, or chicken or any anything that's that's going to contaminate the surfaces, we we have Clorox wipes just handy all over the place. And so I will constantly be wiping things down with Clorox. But to throw this little guy on there would be really cool to just be like, oh yeah, did you clean up on it? Oh no, that's cool. I like I like it a lot. Yeah, I, and I and it's actually so. What do you think this thing goes for? Uh, three hundred if it's Roomba style, two three hundred. So th- this is what's crazy about it is that um, their retail price is going to be less than two hundred bucks if I remember right. On their um, wow, because right now you but, can actually get it for ninety. Really? <laughs> yeah, um, w- which is kind of crazy. Uh, on there, so they're the, hmm. it's the size of a stack of CDs too, so it's not taking up a lot of room, right? Right. Um, and then, so you know, you of course, I I highly recommend you give your surfaces a quick wipe because it's not going to take off like surface debris and stuff like that. Right, right. But, <laughs> it's not picking up carrot chips. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ah. it, you know, this is a, this seems like a great way to kind of just sanitize your surfaces and stuff. Um, on there, and it seems like a reasonable amount, and it's not going to cost you too much because i mean those roombas as much as uh, right th- those you know it seems like a good idea they actually require a lot of maintenance and they're kind of pricey um, they're very pricey surprisingly pricey this is not bad then if you can get the early bird and it looks like they're about halfway over halfway to their goal still got a month to go there's a good chance that this thing's gonna hit so uh wow at that price you almost you almost have to do it <laughs> yeah on the, it's I, a back for me yeah I, I love it and i love how it does the edge detection and its objects detection so it knows to avoid things and you don't have to program it and it's it's really just press a button and it takes care of the rest that's that's great i I think that's such a great idea um and what's smart about it is because i know you have kids and they like to play with things and shining a uv light into their eyes is not the greatest idea is if it if you tilt it more than i think 15 degrees it turns off the uv light and then once you put it back down it resumes its uh cycle on there so that's going to keep your kids from screwing up so, their vision <laughs> as soon as this, as soon as the show's over i'm going to show this to peach and she's going to back it for me <laughs> on there all right so our next project on there um bef- you know before i throw it off turn it to you drew um i just i just had to play this because this this yes, is do. one of these songs that people know on there yes do i'll dance for you All right, and I, I wonder how many people have no idea what this is. <laughs> so, all right, Drew, so how about you tell people what, what our next project this is? Thing. Yeah, because right. it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a uh, secret. It's a kickstart to get Drew to karaoke this entire album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will tell you that I could probably do this entire album because while I, I uh, think that song, I get knocked down, I get back up again, probably ran its course, you know, a while ago and and now people kind of groan when it comes on the album as a whole is actually pretty awesome and i love the entire album way more than that one song i'll skip that song and listen to everything else on the album i i love it i love the production value i love that the, there it's one of those albums that they kind of filled in some funny bits and some recordings from you know old like there's this part where they talk about split the head open with the bandsaw <laughs> right it's just talking about this funny stuff i love the whole album but here's the project and this is fantastic the project is by one of the singers from Chumbawamba. It's I Get Knocked Down, the untold story of Chumbawamba. He wants to raise a couple of uh, 60000 is all to 
tell the Chumbawamba story. I did not know a lot of this stuff. So by just watching their video and reading the, the page, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know because I didn't follow Chumbawamba. I'm not sure how many people follow Chumbawamba like you do your favorite artists. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I remember them. But I knew that I loved the whole album. So I watched the video and, and, and paid attention to us. They, they're basically anarchists, right? They were like totally anti, anti-politics and they grew up in, in uh, kind of the Britpop 90s, but they weren't Britpop. They were everything but. And then somehow they became these international pop stars. And, the, and to me, it was just like, oh, I want to know how that happened. I want to know what, what brought them all together to make that happen. So go from like these like against the, the, the machine to being a part of the machine. And, and what, they, what they wanted to do, and, and they explained this pretty well, but what they kind of explained was, well, we, you know, we made our one hit. We had a lot of great times and we took all the money from, from that and funded a lot of their favorite um, things, community centers and uh, you know, just kind of anarchist radio stations. They said so. They they basically passed all their money out into the into the things that they as anarchists were were into, sort of. So that they don't really have any of that money anymore, but they have great stories to tell. So I really enjoyed the video. I really enjoyed him just talking about where this new, you know, where where they are now. And I thought, man, I want to hear that story. So I've already backed this one. It's it's I'm in. I'm throwing thirty bucks down because I want to see the video. Uh, he's been into video production since the band, like this guy that's done a little bit of producing and stuff since the band broke up. And so uh, they are 29,000 out of 62,000 already. So they're on their way with another month to go. I don't know. Do you, you pro- Have you heard m- much more of the album? Um, I can't say I have. I mean, I because uh, like I was probably on the c- edge cusp of their mm. popularity on right, there right. and like i only discovered like i knew the song but i didn't know the name chumbawamba until years later um yeah uh, uh, on there and but i i love this kind of story and you know i is this part of getting old but when you get old you seem to like to what I, I you know i found i find myself liking to watch documentaries more yes. <laughs> on there and learning stories about people <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's the sign of me getting old or not, but like this just seems interesting and in how you know it's almost like a rags to riches, but still kind of staying to your core. Back to rags, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on, on there, and and it's not even like a third party that's doing this. It is somebody who went through it, and that just you know that's such a unique take on things. Yeah, I think he's going to attempt to attempt somewhat of a reunion to kind of touch back with people and see what what's going on and, you know, where they've been. I just, yeah, it is kind of this like meteoric rise to fame and then they're done. And that's you know, what they got to show for it. Not a whole lot. So uh, for me, it's just kind of like, I really enjoyed what you did back then. I'm sure I bought the album then, but you know, here, take my money. Cause I want to, I want to see that story. I want to really want to hear it. And they did a great project. Like the layout of the whole project, the video itself, like this, remember we talk about this all the time. If you're doing a documentary or film of any kind, your promo video better be spot on. Audio, video, (laughs) right? Lights. And it is. He does a great job. Uh, It seems great. And it doesn't seem like he's asking for a lot either. No, not at all. I mean, like $62,000, $63,000. This is literally almost a labor of love because that's probably going to cover their bare minimum costs. Um, to to make a documentary, especially something like this, where you know they're scattered all around the world right now and trying to get people together and stuff, it's probably not easy. Um, 
Yep, yep. So for me, this is definite back. I've already backed it, and I am uh, I'm I'm excited to see this one move forward to its goal. I believe it's already jumped another ten thousand since I backed a couple of days ago. So it's on the move. Yeah, um, I and I I think this is great, and you know this actually got featured by Kickstarter. Yeah, so go look at the template, see how it's laid out. You know that's probably a good good starting point if you're looking at your project and see what you want to put in yours. So much day. good rich media in this one too. There's lots of rich media as you go through it. They've got little clips yeah. and little things that just all grab your attention. And it's a good balance of it too. It's not just like all videos or all pictures on there, um, or just all text either, because a wall of text right. would get me bored really quick uh, on there. So, um, you know, this one's a back for me too because I want to know the story. Um, yeah. You know, the funny thing is the the last Kickstarter funded documentary I just watched was the Sriracha one, and I was so enthralled. <laughs> You watched it so much a documentary. Yeah, it's only half an hour, and I remember, like early days of the show, it it was one of the, our cuts that we didn't put on the show, but it was a documentary about Sriracha. Oh, that's funny on there. Oh, that's fantastic, and, and it was a great story. So, um, I, I'm I'm all for this. All right, Drew. So our our, awesome. our last project of the night. You, I, I have this problem, and I don't know how you managed to get around this problem. Probably because you lock yourself in your room in, in a room to. Well, when, when, when you got to get something edited, you just lock yourself in your room and yes, go crank at it. But um, let's be honest: when we're working out there, we're probably not the most focused people, <laughs> especially when you got students coming in, people coming to ask you questions and everything. Um, I just want to punch them. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. I'm working. <laughs> yeah. So this this our, our last project tries to solve this. It's called the Saint, and it is a software and hardware combo that is designed to kind of keep you more focused on doing your project. And the way it works is there's two parts for it. I, you know, there's a hardware button where you can actually press the button to start the software. And, you know, you really don't need the button, but they want to put that button there because it starts giving you a Pavlovian response. You know, it's kind of right, like, right, like, right, sho- I mean. like that shocking... <laughs> wristband on there but this you hit the button and you're training yourself saying hey when i hit this button for the next you know 20 to 60 minutes i'm going to be focused on this one thing kind of do that one thing so that's why they have the button on there and the software component on there you you predefine a list so in our case would be you know final cut and probably google docs so we can pull out our you know our notes and stuff while we're editing on there when you try to go access anything else that's not on your predefined list it, instead of popping up the program, it pops up a notification saying, like, hey, you probably should go uh, focus on uh, your project that you're doing right there. Um, so so, so it basically gives you a whitelist. Here's what you can use. Here's what's okay. You set that up. Mm-hmm. You try and open up a Facebook browser or something, and it'll say, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, you can even, like, filter out websites. Because, you know, for me, I'm <laughs> like, well, I got to have Google Docs open because that's where I store all our notes and things right, when I'm right. editing. So you can just focus, hey, only let me access, you know, Google Docs. Don't let me access anything else on there. And what's great about this is this system, not only is it just that passive system, it actually starts logging and tracking your productivity on there and it starts optimizing everything for you. So it says, hey, you seem to work better when you're only working 25-minute sessions versus working on a 35-minute session. So we're going to have you work on a 20-minute session. And then your breaks, you know, five minutes seems to be adequate. If you go longer than that, you tend to kind of wander off later on there. So we're going to give you a five-minute break on there and helps you you know optimize your productivity to your to you know your specific case because everybody works slightly bit different on there um 
And, and it give you rewards and yeah, points. Yeah, for they gamify it too. So you get points. So if you get successfully, and that that's a big driver for me. You gamify anything, and yeah, I, right. I start I start grinding away at it, trying to get it um, on there. And then so with that, they're they're aiming at Windows and OS ten first at the beginning, um, with plans for iOS and Android in the future. Um, I think this is this is a great idea because I've I mean you've seen me. I've tried multiple techniques and stuff. Um, but I just haven't right. found one that fits, and this seems like a good. This, th- I mean, it's Pomodoro, right? That's kind yeah. of the the idea here. Yeah, the they build ten up, minute. The, yeah, they're they're like we're timer. building off that idea to kind yeah. of go and, but we're work, you know, we're taking things that we've learned and other things to kind of take it to I the next it. step. I love that there's a physical and a, and a software side of it, right? Because I've tried both like i've started to set the timer and then work 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 or i've tried to do the software work 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 but to have this kind of fun like start it here locks me down on online uh, this is i like this the gamifying part of it earning points for every 10 minutes that you work hard and then i believe you can challenge colleagues as well it says that you can kind of accrue points and then say see how much productivity you've gotten done compared to somebody else on your team or elsewhere mm-hmm. And this is one thing I like I've, this a lot. Yeah. And what's great is, especially if you're working in an open office, you can tell your coworkers, hey, if you see this light on, I'm like in the zone. So wait until the light's off on there. Cause I've had that happen where I'm working yeah. and people don't know you're working. Cause apparently the headphone rules is a lost art these days. <laughs> um, Everybody, if you don't know the headphone rule, it's like this. If I've got two headphones on, don't talk to me. If I've only got one on, make it quick, but we can talk. And if I have headphones off, then yeah, I'm free I'm game, free. right? That's the rules. Yeah, I think I aren't you're the one who introduced it to me, and I'm like, this is genius on there. And I everybody should know I, this. I've always lived by the headphone rules, and I I tell people the headphone rules. I'm like, this is you know, this is how you know if I'm busy or not. But apparently, it hasn't caught on. What's even cooler about this is that the button, it's a Bluetooth button on there, and it actually has touch gestures on it, which I I, I love this because. Yeah. Um, you sit down to your edit desk, Drew. How long does it take for you to open up your suite of apps where you're like, okay, now I got this open and I got this open, I got this open. What's great yeah, about this... Sl- sl- slowly do it, yeah. yeah. Th- this Since the algorithm's learning what applications you're using to do what tasks, you can actually ha- use gestures to load up all the apps. So it quick it quick launches all the apps that you need for that one specific task. Um, and then you don't, you know, you're, based on you're, a gesture. Yeah, your gestures. So because you, it's like a kind of a touchscreen, and you can kind of swipe across, swipe up and down on the button, and it will launch the apps for you. Hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's another great thing. So, because that's that's one of the drawbacks is when I'm doing things like, okay, I got to sit down, turn on Final Cut, turn on this, turn on this. Right. Like, right. To do this show alone, I have one, two, three, four, five, six apps open. <laughs> Right, exactly, <laughs> and then sometimes you know we'll start the show, and you've seen this like, oh wait, 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 I gotta, I gotta turn this on first before we can start the show. This would be right, great right, if right. I could just hit one button and get it all started. Um, and I, oh, I, I love that idea a lot. I love this idea. Um, they're almost ready to do production. I again, transparency. They're like, we have the hardware ready to go. We to we just get got to get that min, minimum manufacturer requirement, and our software is in alpha, but we're gonna have a beta soon. Um, and this is another great one because this always bugs me. Is they can actually create a report. Their so- their plan is software is going to create a report of notifications that you missed while you're working. Because I, 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 I always I always have that FOMO, um, fear of missing out, fear anxiety. of missing out. Yep, you, you I know? hear you. So I always feel like, ah, oh, did I miss something while I was busy, kind of in the tank? 
So having this report, actually, it's kind of a safety blanket for me saying, okay. You know, right, knowing that when you get out of it, you'll be able to look yeah. at it and go, uh-huh, 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 not important. On there. So, uh, I, I mean, I like this. They give you a good timeline. Um, I don't know. Does this sound like something that you would use, Drew? Yeah, I think so. I really like the idea of them being combined like this. I love the gamification. Uh, it sounds like they've put a lot of extra fun whistles into into everything uh focused on productivity i think that's what i really love about it is like everything they've done to this is like help you focus you want to do a 30 minute work session hit the button and go for it um i i guess we're still in the first 24 hours of this project yeah they've only been less than 17 hours launched oh that's awesome Um, jump in jump in yeah and they're 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 stretching far right they're going for a hundred thousand and it's flexible funding which means they get all funds whether or not they get the goal and it is actually pretty cheap because I was like, this is going to cost like yeah. 100 bucks for the controller and stuff. I looked. That's what I was thinking. It's, it, you know, they're they're aiming for less than 50 bucks retail yep. once I get that out. So, I mean, I th- I think it's a great idea. I think I'm going to jump in because this might be the one thing that stopped that will get me. And plus, you know, I, I, I tend to find a lot of these apps are Windows oriented first. These guys are Mac oriented right. first. And I'm not, I don't want to start a, OS war out there, but, <laughs> but I use OS you use, 10. You <laughs> you yep. So having something that's kind of focused on that is going to help me. Um, and yeah, I love this idea. And hopefully it's it's that combination of that hardware and software that's going to that's gonna get me over the edge and get me able to focus on something. So it's, it's back it's, for me. It's, it's a back for you. Okay. There's also like a service, right? So you have to yeah. buy the, the year-long service plan for using the software. Um, along it comes with a year. Yeah, that that's the one it, thing that kind of turns me off. Um, on there, but I think the service ends up being, what was it like twenty nine bucks a year or something? Um, if it, if it's making me pr- more productive, I think it's worth every penny. On there. Right, right. Uh, that, that's, we'll find that's out that's in the first year. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I definitely I'll back. I'm a back on this one. I think it's a brilliant idea. It's kind of a fun way to to upgrade the Pomodoro technique to to. 2015s. Yeah. I love it. All right, Drew. Now it is time for our sack of the week. And we got some good ones. So, this one, I um all I can say is to be <laughs> determined. Like I mean this what caught that's what caught my eye is I was going by the image is, you know, a picture of a white book. <laughs> it says TBD. Um Everything is to be determined. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's listed under book anthologies for some odd reason. And the only oh, funny. Th- the only thing that I can think of is if you look at the URL, it says farewell and other salutations, Mr. Obama. So my guess Which is, is a fantastic title. Yeah. They should run with it. Yeah. My guess is Patrick Steele has not been a fan of President Obama's you know, policies and practices in his tenure. And this is kind of his way of, you know, peace. So long. Thank thanks for the fish I, kind of thing. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to get, I'm not going to get political, but it looks like he's not that much of a fan or he could be a fan on there. Or, or he had a, a real quick, like change of heart. Cause he, he got the URL because he launched the project, but he's changed the title to TBD because he's trying to decide maybe Donald Trump isn't his horse. Maybe he's going <laughs> to back off and buy something else. So the fact that he's just TBD on everything, it's like, 
did you, you started you you fired the gun you you're you're yeah. already in the gate you can't you can't have yeah, a non idea and, and if you're having cold feet just cancel the project but he still right, has right. his going and he wants ten thousand dollars and obviously I'm Burbling. not I mean I wouldn't back this because I don't know what it's gonna go for <laughs> it'd be funny just to mess with him let's just throw a couple of grand at him and. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey man, I really hope that you get whatever it is that you're making. Just like, yeah, I I, I want to know the mystery of what you're determining. <laughs> Boy, their, it's um, like, yeah, he didn't know that he was launching. It was almost like he's filling out the template and being like, yeah, this would be fun. Yeah, you know, mean, you're live, man. You're live. This, this is my suggestion. Don't fill out a Kickstarter project creation form when you're under the influence of some substance. <laughs> that would be most of our sacks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's so. Funny. But yeah, that's well, well we talked about another sack that was the plaid T-shirt guy, oh. a guy that said, "I want to put T-shirts with plaid." Yes, and we we both looked at that and went, "That's been done a lot. Yeah, you a don't lot. need a million dollars to make a plaid T-shirt." So yes, <laughs> don't make projects under the influence, friends. Uh, on there, so. think about yeah, think, think about the out. kids, think about the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and so that is actually the end of the show on there. If you have suggestions for projects you would like us to feature, please send us an email at kickcast at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast. Or you can tweet us because Drew and I are very prolific tweeters. Tweeters. Um, Night 20 for that beautiful man over there. That beautiful, beautiful man over there. Um, At ktdata for myself or at kickcast for the show on there. And of course, all those social media outlets are great places to kind of help vote for their third project. That Saint project was actually voted by you guys um, on there. I had some other interesting ones like adding LED lights to your shoes so you could, you know, and it's motion sense so they would light up depending on how hard you're walking and stuff. But everybody just like, that's a dumb idea. I'm like, well... Little kids Lights. all have light up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, the problem yes, is the, the, the problem is I'm an adult kid, and that's why I, <laughs> I want things like that. Um, of course, okay. and if you're like, hey, I want to go back TBD, I you know have a lot of disposal income, and ten grand just seems like it would go a long way. Um, just head on over to kickcast.net and look in our show notes. <laughs> you can go and back that. We'll get um, you right there. Of course, our next episode we record every two weeks. We love it when you guys watch live. Um, thank you for all the people who stopped by and watched live. Our next episode is July 21st, 2015. Um, and I will I'll be back from traveling the world. You'll be back traveling the world. I will be a year older, but none the wiser um, on there. And, you know, we're going to find some cool projects. We always do. Uh, Drew, do you got anything to plug before we go? Not same old, same old. Uh, catch me every Wednesday at four o'clock mountain time doing the live little big cast where we just chat on Twitch and talk about video games. In fact, I'm looking at video games right now that I want to get, a, that I want to be a part of. <laughs> so that's where you can find me when I'm not crowdfunding. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Good night.